0: sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Sam Malakarjanan. He's CEO co-found and co-founder of Onescreen.ai, the marketplace provider for buying and selling out-of-home advertising. He was Chief Revenue Officer at Flock.com and Head of Growth at HubSpot Labs. Sam taught advanced digital marketing, SaaS economics, and innovation management at the Harvard Division of Continuing Education. He's co-author of the best-selling book, Inbound Commerce, How to Sell Better Than Amazon, and is an avid podcast guest and industry speaker, and we are thrilled to have him here with us today. Thanks so much for joining me, Sam.
1: Thanks for having me, and congratulations on being one of, I don't know, 1% of people I talk to who get my name right the first
0: time. (laughs) It wasn't easy, but um, (laughs) I'm so glad that I did. It's uh, something that matters to me a lot, so thank you. Um, So we're talking marketing, obviously, and I am curious to get your um, take on the current state of marketing.
1: Marketing has gotten weird. Uh, it's it was easy. We kind of had it easy for fifteen or twenty years because we, you know, the internet came along. It wasn't crowded. There were all these, you know, new tactics that we could do. Uh, I joke. I once got in the mid two thousands. I got a cigar website to rank for the term health insurance just because SEO was easy back then. Uh, you know, pay per click was easy. All, 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 nobody was doing all of these things. Uh now much like with you know cold calling or things that t- tactics that we did in the 90s it's really crowded everybody is doing seo everybody's doing you know paid social paid search and marketers are looking for new channels to grow and a lot of marketers uh my team had to remind me about this the other day don't remember marketing before the internet so they don't remember having to figure out new channels like TikTok and is not that different from Instagram that it's, you know, a huge mental shift for people. Um, but having to think about things like podcast advertising, connected television, out of home, all of these are very new. So this is the state of marketing today is that very suddenly every marketer on the planet has to learn new tricks and they're not used to having to do that.
0: So that is so interesting. And and so. um this out of home advertising is not new it's been around forever but is this the kind of thing that people really don't get because we've been so immersed in the internet yeah
1: i i'll, I'll be honest i i've spent probably a hundred million ish on internet ads in the last 15 years i've done billboards twice in my career and once was just to piss off a competitor um not because I thought about it and decided not to. It just never entered my consideration cycle. Uh, it was just always easier to spend more money on Facebook ads. Um, and what I found interesting, because we, we launched this the startup on accident. It was originally a hackathon to help small businesses from a bunch of former HubSpotters. Um, what I found interesting about the industry is it's the only traditional ad medium still growing. So it's not like we're putting you know linear TV on life support here. Uh, it's doubled in the last 20 years. Uh, And it's crazy fragmented and archaic. So it's still run on spreadsheets and post-it notes. You know, the top media owners that you could name don't own the majority of the inventory. It's mostly small local businesses who own the inventory. Uh, And it can be highly measurable, uh, like internet advertising. So that's what I found interesting about it was there aren't a lot of new channels where marketers can go, where your competitors haven't already optimized everything to death, especially if you're a startup or a small business.
0: Okay. So how is it measurable?
1: Yeah. So the same concepts that we're used to online, which is we describe an audience we want to reach. And then the system says, okay, here's all the laptops and mobile devices where you can reach that audience. The same basic premise can be applied to out of home. So if you want to reach people. Who uh, shop at Whole Foods and uh, you know drink bourbon and commute to work and have the job title of CEO? All of this data is available in what's data sources that are usually used for commercial real estate planning. It's like how does Starbucks decide where to put its next location where it's going to reach lots of you know coffee drinkers? That same data exists in the real world. It's just never been combined uh, into a targeting interface. So we take all those sources of data and let you describe the audience you want to reach. Uh, you know, if you want to sell the people who work at HubSpot office, we can tell you what roads they take to go to and from the HubSpot office, just like the city planners in Boston would be able to, to tell you that uh, kind of data. And then we tell you what inventory is most likely to be able to reach them, whether it's a billboard or mass transit or wrapping an ice cream truck and parking it out front. Um, so that's like the, the targeting side, just like you're used to on Facebook and on the analytics side, you can still use a pixel. So just like Facebook ads, Google ads, et cetera, you put a pixel on your website or whatever your campaign goal is. When somebody visits your website, that pixel checks to see, have you ever engaged with a Facebook ads campaign? Uh, Or in our case, it checks to see, have you ever been within the view shed polygon? So the, the, where somebody could actually see a piece of inventory Hmm of that company's campaign so it's the same concept that we're used to with internet advertising it just has an additional dimension of location data um which is not really something we've used before uh on the on the online let's never been a parameter where i can say hey i want to run facebook ads but only show people facebook ads when they're on their way to work
0: (laughs) yeah this is so fascinating to me because I had, it makes so much sense when you say it. I had no idea that, I guess I should have known that all this information was out there. I think it's something we don't think about, but you mentioned something um, that got me thinking. So when when we started talking about out of home, I instantly went to billboards because that's my understanding, but you started talking about other things as well. What else is considered out of home advertising?
1: Yeah. So this is why, for what it's worth, this is the most fun I've had doing marketing since they invented social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a real, well, we're all tired of doing our 5,000th AB test on AdWords to yeah. get 0.1% extra. Um, but it, this is a four dimensional context, right? So not only do you have the three dimensions where you can create an experience around people like billboards in a sequence that tell a story, um, but you also have the concept of time reaching people, Again, we have one, one advertiser's a liquor store. Uh, and there are 3% of people who go to the liquor store and then go to work. And I'm super interested to find out who they are. Um, but in general, right? Like you're going to not want to reach people on their way to work if you want to get them to go to a liquor store. So it's got that four dimensional context, but then also the options are so much more. There's billboards, there's mass transit, but you can also wrap a bunch of cars and, you know, drive them around an area. You can have people holding projectors. You can have drones fly in a formation at night that light up and make a QR code or, or, or spell something out. Um, you can. We had one one company in Austin uh, called Hunt a Killer, which is a dating game. Um, you get like yeah. clues uh, to solve the murder. They did uh, stencils in Austin, Texas, uh, that looked like they were police body stencils, and their hashtag was like "Who killed Beth?" Um, and it was something that like people took photos of. I was waiting for some crime reporter to actually like start digging into this. Uh, (laughs) You know, you can sponsor little league teams. There are billboards that float. You can have branded sandcastles. Like it's basically anything you can think of. There is some business out there who specializes in, you know, in creating that kind of experience in the real world. There's just never been a marketplace before that brought them all together. Okay,
0: which is... What one screen does. So I'm starting to get this now. Are are there certain brands or verticals that you are finding are taking advantage of this or is it anybody and everybody?
1: Uh, I haven't found anyone yet for whom it's a bad medium. Uh, the three most popular though are one, if you are reliant on Facebook and Google, et cetera, to grow... And that's not sustainable for you anymore, especially like B2B software companies, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Those are really popular. So like Amplitude, um, you know, companies that I'm actually a fan of, um, you know, uh, MailChimp, Constant Contact, et cetera, HubSpot. Um, So those companies who need new customer acquisition channels. The other two are, one, um, businesses where you usually aren't allowed to advertise. So cannabis brands, for example, you know, out of home is not FCC regulated. It's mm. regulated based on whatever the local uh, municipal laws are. Um, you know, so those types of brands tend to, you know, they, they love the fact that they they can actually do advertising. Uh, and then the, the third type is what we call challenger brand, which is if you're a small business or you're a startup and you need, you're not going to like go fight some big company who's had a team of 50 people optimizing their Facebook ads for the last 10 years. Uh, but you can, Launch your startup just like Brex did, um, or if you're a small business, you know, for a much smaller amount of money, uh, you can you can really be competitive in marketing in in a way that you haven't been able to be before. So those those are the three ones: either challenger brands who need to go fight incumbents who are better funded and have a much more mature marketing engine, uh, or brands that can't advertise elsewhere, or brands that you know are doing everything that you can imagine online. And that's not working for them anymore as it's becoming more crowded. Privacy restrictions are making it so that they can't be creepy anymore. Uh, And they need new mediums uh, in which to kind of to reach an audience. So if you find yourself in one of those three buckets, you're probably a good fit for looking into out of home.
0: It's really interesting because it feels to me like it would potentially be cost prohibitive for a small business.
1: So. Almost everything I thought I knew about out of home was wrong. And that, that was one. of And by the way, I hate the name out of home. It's the only medium that defines itself by what it isn't. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, um, but whatever, it's what the industry decided to call itself. Um, the It really depends on your goals, right? Like the, I always joke about, because I live here near Kennedy Space Center, if you want to reach Elon Musk, there's only one road in the Kennedy Space Center unless you work for Space Force. And there's a billboard there that he has to drive past you're not going to get them on facebook ads um, but that billboard right now is running ads for i think like a like an electric wheelchair company very on brand for florida um but that type of billboard is probably between 250 300 a month um so if you have a very precise goal audience that you're trying to reach i mean that's an extreme example but you're literally trying to reach one person Um, But if you're trying to reach, you know, a a business, if you're trying to sell B2B, an LED truck might cost you a couple grand for, you know, uh, an entire week of parking an LED truck with video and audio out in front of that brand. Uh, Or if you're trying to reach consumers, definitely on a cost per impression basis, it's way, way cheaper because it's been so fragmented, right? Like kind of economics 101, if you have perfect competition prices trend towards infinity. And that's what we're seeing on Facebook, Google, you know, SEO, everything else right now. It's like, it's almost perfect competition uh, as opposed to out of home where unless you went to the, the the Florida department of transportation, you would never, never even know about that Elon Musk billboard because, because nobody like us had ever just created a directory of who owned what and where. So it's, you can spend tons and tons of money. Um, but we actually encourage people not to. Uh, if you're, you should run your first campaign, get some learnings, get some data, and then optimize it on an ongoing basis. And yeah, you can be on the Nasdaq sign in in Manhattan, but your audience is also probably in other places. So, eighty uh, percent of the revenue actually for out of home is comes from not the top hundred advertisers. It comes from from smaller businesses. So it's almost the exact same mix as Facebook ads. Uh, it's not just big brands, which is what you probably think of, right? McDonald's and Walmart, and they form a minority of the, the people who run campaigns and out of home.
0: Okay, so it, so if I'm understanding this correctly, um, it's figuring out where, you know, obviously who your target is, but but where they are, uh, where they're consuming information, or or where they're... Interacting, I guess, um, mm-hmm. and then what are the options in that area or that arena for getting in front of them in this non-traditional way?
1: Absolutely, it's huh. it's a literal buyer's journey. We uh-huh. for twenty years we've talked about the buyer's journey as marketers as if it was a conceptual thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go from awareness to interest to whatever. Um, turns out, people actually do take real journeys. Uh, I really do drive places I go to the grocery store and they you can run ads in grocery stores um you know I can go to the beach and there are the airplanes that fly over them so if you're trying to reach me you know you can try and get me with internet ads but I've got an ad blocker uh, or you can do something fun uh, and creative and it, what I find fascinating too is out of home is the only ad medium where the ad itself is also content so people take pictures of you know, really interesting executions like the, the people holding projectors or the QR codes or, um, you know, the T-Mobile's new commercial series is basically just a video of them driving around showing all of their billboards because they're trying to show they have national reach. Nobody is doing TV commercials featuring their Facebook ads. So it's, it's a context in which you can reach people. It's one that people actually like. You're not interrupting their screen that they own. You're not coming into their home. Uh, And it's one where you have more flexibility to be creative with execution. Uh, My my favorite example there is, I think it was a water conservation thing in Montana or something like that, but their whole thing was like less is more. Uh, And they, so they only, you know, use like one sixth of the billboard. And just said less is more, conserve water. Where they had like one, you know, one quarter of the mass transit thing that was sponsored. So like that's something you could never do online, where right. you can have like the execution itself is also part of the message, and it's 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 interesting, it's fun. People people take pictures with it. They you know they share it on social media, and uh, nobody nobody gets nobody gets pissed off about having to see something really cool in the real world.
0: This feels to me like. Um a small business would need a certain kind of av- uh, marketing or advertising agency that understands the value and the, you know, because you're talking about creating things that are really interesting. And my thought immediately goes to okay, but then that requires someone who understands the value and the impact of these opportunities.
1: So it's a lot like the early days of inbound marketing. Um, where we used to have to explain to people what a search engine was before we could sell SEO software. Uh, or, you know, blogging was something your nephew did on Live Journal, not something a serious business did, same with social media. Um, it's not a well-understood medium. In yeah. fact, there are very few agencies even, because if you're an agency that specializes in out-of-home, you generally haven't had access to this kind of data before. And if you're a digital agency, you generally haven't done out-of-home before. Um, so that's our just like hubspot had to teach you know agencies how to do inbound marketing for clients back in the day we have to do the same thing with agencies and with brands like it's easy to make something powerful like yeah. ai is sounds intimidating but it's not as as uh, as hard as it as it used to be it's hard to make powerful things easy to use though so how do we make it so that you can have like a person who is not a professional marketer because small business owners, nobody opens a small business like a restaurant or something like that because they want to be a marketer. Uh, nice. They open it because they're passionate about cooking. But then they still they have to do all this stuff. They've got to you know claim your Google Places listing and create a Facebook page and have live chat on your website that syncs to your phone in case consumers have questions. Uh, and it's the same thing that we're trying to do with At a Home is how do we make it so that you don't have to be an expert in marketing in order to create a a campaign that, that drives value for your business, because, you know, those, those people will figure it out. Uh, It's the, the small business owners who are the funds, fun ones who you really enjoy helping, who you feel proud about helping, um, who are the ones who have the least interest in taking a, a class on advanced marketing and, and putting that to, to practical use.
0: Okay. All right. Oh, thank you for that. Cause that, yeah. (laughs) HR issues can kill you. One complaint against your company can turn your world upside down. And you spend way too much time dealing with HR when you should be spending your time on making a profit. You should talk to Bambi. With Bambi, get access to your own dedicated US-based HR manager starting at just $99 per month. They get to know you and your business while providing HR expertise and the personal touch you need and want. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat so onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices, like setting policies, training, and feedback. HR managers can easily cost eighty grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 per month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now and type in Accelerate under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Spelled Bam, dot .com. Bambi.com. Type in Accelerate. So talk to me about this Onescreen.ai. So it's a marketplace for finding options but it sounds to me like it is also a place to be able to create that marketing. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So you can kind of think of us like Amazon, right? Amazon's goal was to be the everything store. Uh, we have everything. You're, you're actually in our marketplace, whether you want to be or not. Cause again, we scraped all the state permit websites and got lists from the IRS and things like that. Um, so we made it so that it's, there's one place where you can find everything you could want to buy. just like. When I want to buy something, I generally go to Amazon first. One because they probably have it. Two because they help me make decisions. They've got reviews. They've got an AI that does Amazon's choice. Um, you know those kinds of things. So it is a place where you can go and find all the inventory. It's also a place that will help you assemble a campaign that makes sense. Because nothing's worse than like trying something and then thinking it doesn't work. Like we had a a very large Fortune 1000 company. It was like, oh, we tried out of home and it didn't work. It's like, no, you tried a stupid plan, and of course it didn't work. Um, so we help you put like with, without having to do all of this data analysis, and we, we process petabytes of data, uh, be able to, you know, log in and know it's available, be inspired, uh, then be able to actually buy it, which is the harder part, by the way. Uh, the hardest part of this whole thing has been not the AI or the data, it's been the fact that it's an a, three hundred year old industry that still runs on spreadsheets and post-it notes and actual faxes. and we've had to find ways to automate all of that so that to you it still feels magical. Um, but on our end, there's like these automated processes running to convert somebody's spreadsheet you know into you know something that that you can actually use. Uh. so you decide what to buy, actually buy it and deploy the campaign without having to call 30 different companies and then call a printer, et cetera and then be able to measure it.
0: Wow. That's crazy.
1: It's fun. This is This is fun. A, a lot of fun. Like, you know, my team, my, my co-founder, Andre, you know, he's got a, a master's in AI from Columbia. He was an executive at Wayfair. You know, I was at, at, at HubSpot at the time. We, we, we could have done anything. Um, we chose this because, you know, I, I didn't want to launch, you know, the, The five thousandth local marketing or you know email marketing or something startup. There's something like ten thousand internet Martech startups. Um, There's actually only sixty nine tech companies that are for out of home, and that's only if you count Verizon and the people who are in every category. Uh, And that's that's what that's what I most enjoy. Like the internet, people like me actually ruined the internet. Right, we made it not fun. It's over optimized. It's turned us, certain marketers into spreadsheet jockeys. It's made things really hard for small businesses, yeah. uh, and and startups, and the opportunity to take something, which is, you know, growing anyways, and make it grow even faster by making it accessible to more people, and by making it make sense uh, for people who have to have an ROI. Like you can't just spend money if you're a small business or a startup, uh, and Hope it works out, right? You have to to spend it with with some confidence of ROI uh, to be able to do that. It's, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. There's not, there's no other industry I'd rather be working in. Even though everybody wanted to do crypto, we we all saw how that, how that worked out.
0: Oh yeah, right. Yeah, very smart. Um, okay, well, I, Sam, I I really appreciate this. I have never considered this. Um, but I am fascinated now uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> learning more Our about it. If I
1: if I had known about out of home, I'm actually mad that I didn't. Like HubSpot's biggest competitor was Salesforce. If I had known that I could like fly a plane over the Dreamforce conference and park an ice cream truck wrapped in HubSpot Orange across the street, uh, you know, and flown drones over and, and stuff like that, and it would have cost me less than. Sponsoring a booth at the Dreamforce conference, like it would have made my life infinitely easier. Yeah. Um, the biggest, the biggest problem to out of home is nobody ever, nobody ever thinks about it. Every, everybody nice. thinks it's for big companies with more budget than brains, um, and they think of it as you know an old school industry like direct mail or, or something like that. And it's it's none of those things. So yeah, hopefully everybody who's listening, even if it, even if it's not out of home, the skill marketers have lost is the intellectual curiosity to explore and create, uh, to find new mediums, to test new things. Uh, you know, Uh. 15 years ago, everything was new. Now we spent, instead of being explorers and creators, finding new ways, like inbound marketing, we created content that people would read and gave value. Uh, we, we became optimizers and that's, Something the profession of marketing and business owners everywhere need to recapture is that curiosity of if I'm not considering something, should I be?
0: I could not agree more. I I, I am so about this. I think um, a lot of the uh, you know initial concepts around marketing really have shifted to accommodate the internet. Um, and we've lost so much of, um, value and meaning and interest, you know, things that are fun. So, um, I, I, I really, I just love this and I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for joining me and explaining all of this to my listeners. Will you please tell them how they can find you and, uh, one stream and I mean, one screen and whatever else they need to know.
1: Uh, one great thing about my name is if you Google anything even close, you'll find me. Twitter, LinkedIn, <laughs> mention the podcast. I always love talking to uh, to people. If, if anybody has questions, um, you can also go to uh, onescreen.ai. Tip for startups and small businesses: spend more time when you're thinking of your brand name and find something where you can get the .com because otherwise, you got to say .ai every time you say your company name. Um, but if you go there and you know, and just just explore, just check out what other people are doing, Um, you know, like ramp.com with their floating billboards in Miami, uh, like just sometimes just getting inspiration from other marketers is what you need to get started.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know I'm going to do it. So thank you very much. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again, on another episode of accelerate your business growth goodbye and good day welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit fuel your purpose and connect us all we believe in the incredible power of the human spirit its boundless resilience and the inspiration it brings to our lives on the driving change podcast we'll journey together the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.